Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast, a place for athletes, coaches, and parents who know the value of a strong mindset. I'm your host, Coach AB, a mental performance coach on a mission, former softball coach, wife, and mom of three. Each episode, we will dive deep into all things mental performance, mindset tools, and how to rewire the brain for success. So if your goal is to gain the mental edge and learn the secrets of mental performance, you're in the right place. Let's tune in to today's episode. Many of you might recognize Aaliyah Andrews for her spectacular diving catches, which have been featured as part of ESPN's SportsCenter Top 10, and she's been dubbed Air Aaliyah, a former Tiger for LSU softball and currently a professional athlete with Athletes Unlimited. She will also represent Team USA at the Pan American Games held October 29th through November 4th in Santiago, Chile. What I love most about Aaliyah is that she's authentically herself, and she shares the turning point in her career where she went from doubting her abilities to going full out with her confidence to catch every ball that came her way. She shares about her experience playing in the pros, what gives her a competitive advantage, and trying to stay in the game as long as possible. And she also talks about what she's excited about in the future. So let's get to listening, Fearless Fam. I give you Aaliyah Andrews. Aaliyah, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the Fearless Warrior podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on it. Well, this will be a great conversation. I know we had you come speak to our Warrior members, and we had to hit re-record and kind of just share your story um, with everybody. So for the Fearless fam listening, give us a quick update on where is Aaliyah, um, what's on your radar, and what have you been working towards? Um, Aaliyah is doing a lot of the same things. She still loves softball. Um, I'm still, I don't know, I was talking in third person, but I'm still playing uh softball. Just got done with my athletes unlimited season, um, which was so fun. I also went to Ireland with uh Team USA and was able to play with them, which was also so fun this summer. Um, and then I'll also be going to play with Team USA in, at the end of this month, at the end of October, um, in Chile for Chile for um, the Pan Am game. So a lot of softball, and I've been so thankful for it. Um, yeah, it's it's been a really fun, exciting year. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive into AU. I know a lot of our girls watch, uh, you know, they go to Rosemont, um, and they've watched in person. We've had a lot of our members come cheer you on, which is so cool on our last zoom. Um, can you talk about what, what is that experience like switching the teams for those of you guys that are listening athletes unlimited is a little bit different of a structure and Aaliyah, you could probably explain it a little bit better than I can, but it's an always evolving draft and you're competing for points. So talk to us about what do you like about that system and what makes it so fun and so electric? Yeah, it's very different. Um, it is very, it's point-based. Um, and what's funny is a lot of people think it's like, whenever you explain it, they think it's super individualized because, you know, you do move up and down on the leaderboard based on your individual points but so much of it comes from how much you win games um, and winning games. You need 
a team. You need a good team. You need to play as a team. You need to trust your teammates. You know, you have to still be a great teammate. You still have to um, still have to play and work as a team, um, even though just because, you know, each you guys want to gain points for yourself, but also for the team and for other people you pull. It's such a cool system because we just like all love each other so much, or, you know, we're just so excited to be around each other. You're switching teams. So you get to learn a lot about each other. Um, so in so many spaces, you're pulling for someone just because like the week before you heard about how they were struggling or how, uh, you know, they were in their head. And then the next week they might not be on your team, but you see them succeeding and you're so excited for them because you heard, you know, how it was hard for them last week. So, so many different things about it are just so cool and it's so fun to be in it. Um, it can be hard. It can be really hard and in way different ways than we're used to in the regular game of softball. Um, but yeah, it can be tough and, but it's really rewarding. It's so much fun. Like the people that are there makes it just all worth it. Yeah. Well, and I guess it didn't dawn on me until talking with you now, but the scouting reports, I mean, because you guys have been teammates with each other, everybody knows your strengths and your weaknesses. And so being able to attack a pitcher or understand what a pitcher throws, if you were teammates with them one week and now you're opposing teammates the other week, I mean, everybody knows everything. And so how do you gain how do you gain the competitive advantage? I mean, there's no secrets at that point. Yeah, there really isn't. It's just a matter of like, who's better that day, you know, yeah. just who's better, who can hit off this pitcher, who can throw the better pitches today. Like, you know, just who's seeing the ball well, who's spinning it well today, like different things. Um, because yeah, you know exactly what people are going to throw. Um, I think it, it does become different because catcher wise, um, they all call different games, you know, in college, you know, when you're playing a team for the most, like the coaches calling the games for the most part. Um, but at AU, all the catchers call the game. So depending okay. on who's playing, yeah. So cool. depending on who's playing and who's catching, you know, that mix, they might talk about something else than the week before that catcher, you know, the battery, um, so that can be different too. So you don't always want to expect something because it could be so different. Uh, but yeah, it's really about just working through it. And it's it can be tough because sometimes you're talking to people that were that were on your team and you're talking about, you know, strengths and whatever it is. But then you're like, crap, maybe I shouldn't say this much because next week if I'm not on her team, right. she'll never. <laughs> right. But um, no, we all just we all just chat it up and, you know, if so-and-so wins this game, then okay, I'll get her next game. But yeah, you know, the things and you still like, it's one thing to know that a pitch is coming. It's another thing to hit it. So, right. Right. And talk to us about the outfield. So I know you have the dub of air Aaliyah and just watching you ball out and have so much fun. I feel like being in that environment, you have the ability to like you said, I mean, everybody knows everything. It's, it's being able to just showcase your skills. Do you feel like there's more pressure or less pressure? Can you kind of, uh, maybe it's both, but can you kind of, if you had to sway one way or the other, how would you describe it? That's a good question. Cause I'm honestly not sure. Um, I think it's, it's so different because the balls are hit so hard. Like 
in college, obviously I played in the SEC, you know, we all played a lot of us. Um, well, we all played on really great teams, um, faced a bunch of great hitters, but in the pros, they hit the ball so freaking hard <laughs> and like in the outfield, it, I don't know. It just never felt like it was obviously there are some line drives that are hard, but like in the pros, it just feels like every ball is coming off the bat, like a million miles an hour. And it's getting to the outfield at that same speed. So it's a little freaky. Um, but pressure wise, I think I just have always had the same standard, honestly, for myself, at least. Um, I think if anything, like based on the field, the corners are a little bit deeper so in terms of like trying to cut the ball off, you I want to do that more at on um, AU's field because getting the ball to the fence could be a triple for some people. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's more or less pressure. I always kind of put things on myself because I just, I'm very much in my head that I can catch everything and I should catch everything. And that's been my mindset for, for forever. So yeah, I kind of just always have that on me. So I don't know about other people too much. Um, but yeah, we sure. kind of the same. Yeah. Well, it's almost like an identity level of who is Aaliyah and what do you expect of yourself? And we can just dive right into it because that's the purpose of this as well is to share the behind the scenes of your mental game. So what had, you know, how did you reach that point in your career uh, maybe it was LSU. Maybe it was at LSU. Can you kind of describe that? Of how did your career evolve, and where did this mentality come from? Yeah. So I, I kind of always had some parts of that mentality. Like in high school, I, you know, one of the games where Coach Trina came to watch me, I made a diving catch, and I, one of the. Um, the game that I got offered to come on an unofficial visit, I made a diving catch. Um, South Carolina offered me to come to an unofficial visit. So things like that. Like I always knew that that was kind of like what I was good at in the outfield. I know that I could have made, could make plays. Um, but then when I got to college and I was, I knew I was going to a college where my sister, you know, had been and she did so well and she made this legacy for herself. Um, and I put a lot of pressure on myself because I wanted to be better than her. And I not even so much be better, but I wanted to have a name for myself. I didn't want to be known as AJ's little sister all the time. I wanted to be Aaliyah. And so um, what's funny, and I have this moment, I don't know if she remembers this moment, um, but I was struggling, struggling. And after practice, coach pulls me to the side my freshman year and she was like, I'm not telling you this because she's your sister. I'm telling you this because she's the best outfielder I've ever coached. But your sister thought that she could catch everything. Um, and she was like, and I see that like little glimpse in you, but you're not letting yourself like go all the way there. Uh, she was like, you like, I think you can catch everything. Like, I know that it's in your blood. I know that like I, when you get when you are full speed and you can get to a ball, I'm thinking she can catch that. And in my brain, the whole time she was talking to me, I was like, like, I, are you sure? Like some of those things I swear I could not catch. Like I tried so hard. I sprinted all the way. And I just really don't think I could have caught that. Like I just kept questioning everything in my head. But when she talked to me that one day, I needed to like talk to her and ask her if she remembers this day. But it has stuck with me. She was like, 
I believe that you can catch everything. And so I need you to do it. And that, like, that was it. I need you to catch everything. Like you're that, that person. That was it. And I was like, say less, literally say less. <laughs> okay. Literally the next day, I think I almost broke my back because I was on the ground more than I was standing up. I dove for every single ball that came my way. Um, I probably looked like a fool because it was like some were probably like for the shortstop and I was trying to dive. Like it was insane. Um, but that moment was the breaking point. I, I just knew from then on, I needed to have the mentality that I could catch everything and it would work out in my favor. So, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I'd love when we pull back the curtain because it wasn't always this point, right? We, we see Aaliyah and we say, oh my gosh, Aaliyah is so good. Aaliyah never struggles. And one of the things that my one-on-one clients and coaching calls, the biggest question that I always get asked is coach AB, how do I not be so frustrated? And what I'm hearing you say is it wasn't always this way. It was something that you had to develop. I would love to pull back the curtain. Can you talk about a time where you were struggling? Um, what was your thought process? What, what have you experienced that has made you stronger? Yeah, I, there's been so much, like so much of feeling like imposter syndrome, right? Feeling like you maybe shouldn't even be out there feeling like, like there was times where I was like, am I good enough to be here? Like, is this what I should be doing? And am can I really get to that? Can I really do this? Um, and it helps for sure to have a coach, like the coaches that I had at LSU, who I, they're my ride or dies for life, um, to tell, like, to really bash it in my head. Like we believe in you more than you believe in yourself right now. And it's insane to even think that you're thinking that you don't believe in yourself because like we have no doubt. And so to struggle and like have that feeling um, that you don't really see what other people see in you at that moment uh, is so tough because you're thinking, how is my brain lying to me? Like, this is how I feel. These are my feelings. Um, So I feel like this is it, but it can be tough. It still is tough at this time. Like playing in the pros, I felt like that too. Um, But I think even with y'all's mission and your statement of like fearless, like that's something that I've always thought of as well, especially whenever I got to LSU was thinking like not so much of what if this goes wrong, but how cool will it be when it does go right? Like that's just faith over fear, right? That's just how I think yeah. so much. When I when I give lessons and I'm telling people about, you know, I get asked all the time, like, how do you get yourself to fly in the air? Or like, how do you get to yourself to have that impact and do all those things? Um, and what if you miss it? And you know, all those things. And I I'm like, and those things still run through my brain. Like, even though you might not think that because I'm laying out for stuff, I still think like, if I don't catch this, then this might be a triple or this might be da da da. And of course, there are situations where you should stay on your feet. Like, I'm not saying you need to die for everything, but some situations you should stay on your feet, try and throw someone out, blah, blah, blah. But I always think like, and sometimes whenever I don't die for something, I'm beating myself on my head um, because I'm thinking like, oh, how cool would it have been if I just did it instead of now thinking like how scared I was that I 
might have failed, but I don't even know if I would have failed because I didn't try. Um, so I think that's just been a mentality that has helped me get through so much in life and in softball. Uh, just thinking like, how cool will it be if this happens, if this does work out? And if it doesn't work out, it's literally not the end of the world. I learned from it and um, you can just get better, get better and you learn and it's an opportunity, but you can say that you tried instead of being mad that you didn't give the effort. Um, so yeah, I think that's just something that I always think about and it's so normal to struggle, especially in a sport where you fail so much. It's so normal. And to go through even personal things while also trying to give your best on the field. Um, there was a big time in school where I needed to like seek help. Like I needed to go to our sports um, psychiatrist who is the best. Love her. Um, and I have grown such an awesome relationship with her just because I just needed someone to go talk to that wasn't going to, like, I had the best coaches, like I said, could have talked to them, but professional help, um, where she has like an unbiased opinion, but can give me a, a bunch of different perspectives to look at in different points in my life, um, definitely helped. And I encourage so many people to do that because it it helps and it's nothing to feel saddened about or anything like that, but yeah, it helps. It's great. I love that you share that because I think the vulnerability in, in your story of this doesn't define me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong. And if there was something wrong that they help you sort that out and not trying to figure it out on your own, I think is the key of I wish I wish I could grab every college freshman and we tell them, right? We've been through it of everyone struggles your freshman year of college and beyond. And even your freshman year of high school, I feel like every time you experience something new, it is this whole new evolution of who am I to be here? Where am I? I mean, everybody that we've interviewed on this podcast that has made it to that level has talked about imposter syndrome and the negative thoughts. And, um, I mean, I've literally heard this in reference to you. I've, I've had this on a coaching call where I said, okay, you know, who's somebody that you look up to. And this is an exercise for the parents that are listening. I just think this is a, a really cool full circle moment. One of the athletes I was working with, she was really struggling with her outfielding skills and mentioning the things that you mentioned of how do I go for those balls? How do I believe in myself? And I said, who is somebody that you look up to? And she mentioned your name. And I told her, I said, do you think that she experiences fear and self-doubt and second guessing and frustrating moments? And she kind of paused and a light bulb went off. And I think we put college athletes and, you know, Team USA and pro athletes on this pedestal, like when I get there, I'm never going to experience these negative thoughts. Or if I make it to a certain level, or if I make varsity as a freshman, or if I get recruited, once I get recruited, everything will be solved for me. And it's just not the case. And so I think if we normalize this of like, yeah, Aaliyah. You're a freaking stud, but you still experience those human emotions, those human doubts. And I think that is what, I mean, that's the whole point that this podcast exists. It's the whole point of 
of us bringing you into the community to be able to, to share your story. So just, that makes me so happy for you to, to be vulnerable in sharing that. Yeah. I hope that so many people like young people do understand that we like people in the pros and in college and all the things um, that I don't just like have it all figured out all the time. There's so many times where I am just like having wars in my head that nobody knows um, and trying to figure so many things out and still, still to this day, like have those problems. And it's always going to come with playing a sport, I think in general for, for honestly, anybody playing a sport and we're always going to have some kind of doubts. um, But you just have to trust yourself, trust your abilities, trust the preparation. I think that's also something that's helped so much is just like knowing that you've put the work in and then trusting God because you've put the work in. If it's not happening right now, you have to trust that it will happen or it's not happening right now for a reason. It's teaching you something. Something's happening. Something's greater. Something greater is coming. Um, And it's so frustrating in the moment because you're like, gosh, I worked so hard for this and it's not happening. But light at the end of the tunnel, there's just, you just have to trust the process, trust that something great is going to come out of your preparation. And even if like, even if you aren't seeing the results, knowing that you still put in the time you put in the work, you know, that it's not because you didn't, you know, it's because something else and which isn't a horrible thing, but just knowing that you gave your best, you gave your all. um, I think that just helps so much with, with yourself and how you think about things. And yeah, main thing is to trust yourself, trust yourself, know that you should be where you are. You're supposed to be where you are. And there's nobody that should be in your spot. And you just have to believe that. But sometimes we have little, like the little devil on our shoulder that tries to tell us that that's not true, but just believe, believe, believe. I love that. That actually reminds me, I wanted to add on to a comment you had made about your future self. And one of the things that you may or may not realize that you're doing is you're closing the gap. And that is such a beautiful metaphor of you were talking about my future self. Like if I would have dove for that, I would have gotten it. And who is the best version of Aaliyah? And I think so often we think about you know, we joke about talking about ourselves in the third person, but who is that future self that you want to be and who are you right now? And then how do you close that gap? Well, you start acting as if you start acting as if you're already her, you've already made it to LSU. You've already played in the pros. You've already played in the Pan American games. And so let's fast forward. Like, what are your hopes and dreams moving forward? I know we talked a little bit about this before we hit record, but what is in store the next, is it five years? 20, 2028 Olympics. And so we're looking to that future of, okay, Aliyah on, you know, representing your country on the national team. What's that process like? And what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Yeah, I just... I still see myself playing softball, of course. I don't know how long I see myself playing softball for, and I think that's okay. Um, I know that I still love this game, and I'm still going to give everything that I have right now. So just looking, you know, to it's honestly just a year-by-year kind of thing. Um, But I know that I don't want to be done anytime soon. I want to keep playing and 
So just, it's really just taking it that much at a time because, you know, there's so many factors to think about. Like whenever I do have, if I do have a different career, you know, are they, am I still going to be able to play? Is this going to happen? You know, just so many different things to think about. So I'm just trying to, trying to be here, <laughs> right? be here and, um, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy this time. I know, I know in the future, I still want to be playing softball. That's, that is what I do know. And so I'm looking forward to that and to hopefully so many more cool opportunities and opportunities for softball in general. Like, I hope we just keep growing the game. I hope that there's just so many opportunities for the next generation to come and that we can help build that in any way possible. Yeah, that we don't have to skip a year in the or skip a every four years or eight years to be in the Olympics and yeah. and and yeah, who knows where the pros will be a couple of years from now? I think it's just a really cool. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of growth that's happening in our sport. Well, what are you most excited about for our sport moving forward? Like, what's your message? You know, why do you continue to play? And and I know you have a lot of really cool um, partnerships. Um, and sponsorships that you've kind of built um, your brand on. And so what's your hopes and dreams by pursuing those opportunities? I just think that in the day and age that we live in now with all like social media and being able, there's just so many cool brands that are looking for women and female athletes and having so many different opportunities. There's so many cool things happening with NIL now. And um, I just want to always capitalize as much as I can on those because I know that they don't happen for everybody one and that they can, they really can just help yourself and um, just give you like such cool opportunities. There's just so many different things that a lot of people haven't been able to do and haven't been able to see. And so being able to be a part of it, um, being able to represent like these great brands and being able to play with the equipment and all the things. Um, I think it's just, it's such a privilege and it's so cool. And yeah, I just hope that these opportunities continue to come because women deserve it. And I think they've been killing it. So hope yeah. that they continue to come and are just the best opportunities. Well, you're definitely paving the way and I'm in, I am inspired. So I love, love to see it. Well, it wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't ask the final question and I didn't prep you on this. So you may have to think on it or you may not, but you are a time traveler and you can go back in time and give your past self one message. What would you tell yourself? I would just always tell myself that people are in your life or not always, but a lot of people that have been in my life, um, a lot of coaches and just so many people in general, they have wanted what's best for you. And um, the advice, the hard times, the things that they say to you um, were because they loved you and they wanted to see you do amazing things. Um, so I wish I didn't take things so personally, or I wish, you know, that I always remained coachable. Um, not that I was a horrible, like, I don't want people to get it wrong. I don't think I was a horrible 
kid. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think there was definitely times where I might not have been as coachable as I wish. And so, you know, now that I'm on the other side, I, I give lessons and I've coached and things and noticing little things, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really just trying to help you. Like, I wish that you could see what I see. So on the other side, I wish that I noticed that and knew that like coaches were telling me these hard things, these annoying things, all these things, because they wanted what was best for me. Um, and to just, you know, take it on the head and work harder, be better, love life. But I think I learned that a lot, a lot more in college. Um, but it's, the lesson really came like after college, post-college when I started, when I started coaching and all the things. And so, yeah, just always remain coachable, just love on people um, and cherish relationships, cherish all of them. Cause yeah. Yeah. That's such a great message. And immediately after this interview, you're going to coach, you're going to text coach Tarina and say, Oh my gosh, do you remember that moment? <laughs> I, know. I really need to ask her. Cause she probably doesn't even know that that was like the turning yeah. point in my life, like a light bulb just. Whoop. So I don't know. She knows that she, you know, yeah, has helped me in a, a bunch of ways, but I don't know if she knows like that exact moment. So I should tell her. You'll <laughs> have to keep us posted. Aliyah, this was amazing. It was so fun to just simply have a conversation with you. And I can't wait to share this with our fearless fans. Of course. Thank you for having me.